0: You doing good? Praise God. How many appreciate our worship team? You appreciate them? Can we put your hands together for them, our production team? So appreciate you guys. Hey, before I get into my message today, I want to give you a quote, which is uh, really just complimenting of... um, transform the planet. it's been a three-year journey for me to make this thing and I felt like the Lord put it on my heart and then I gave up on it and then someone had a dream that said this was going to help the next generation uh, so I want to read something to you so the following words are written on the tomb of an Anglican bishop in the crypts of Westminster Abbey he said this when I was young and free my imagination had no limits except I dreamed of changing the world as I grew older and wiser I discovered the world would not change So I shortened my sight somewhat and decided to change only my country, but it too seemed immovable. As I grew up into my twilight years in one last desperate attempt, I settled for changing only my family, those closest to me, but alas, they would have none of it. And now as I lay on my deathbed, I suddenly realise if I had only changed myself first, then by example, I would have changed my family from their inspiration and encouragement I would then have been able to better my country and who knows I may have changed the world Um, I wrote this I put this together transformed the plan I've been working on this for a number of years now releases today Um, I think the best thing I'd say to you if you want to level up your life man it's probably the best thing I could say if you want to level up your life how many know we all struggle with intentionality I struggle with intentionality det- 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 that's why I wrote this planner this will help you I promise you if you work this thing for a year and it didn't help you I'll take you out to Roots Chris because I don't believe you that's what I want to say and it won't be some weird mandate I just want to say that <laughs> sound good? anyway I'll be in the back and i uh, love to pray for some people and uh, it's really going to resource and help our whole transform and what we do in church come on let's pray together Heavenly Father, we love You and praise You. I thank You for every person at Overflow today. I thank You for our kids in our kids space. I thank You for those who would watch online right now or perhaps in a podcast later. I lift up every man, woman, child to You. God, you know them all, you know them deeply and you love them deeply. So I ask for your help, Holy Spirit. I pray you'd literally walk into this room, Lord, and let your presence be felt and known. Let the love of God pour out in rich ways that only, that, that only we could look at and say, God did that. May souls be different. May hearts be different may minds be different because we gathered around not just your word but your presence and I declare your name and your wonder and your renown over every life and I declare them they can become the champions they're called to become I prophesy over some men today who've never heard it you are blessed and you can become more Lord in Jesus name I pray and everyone said come on give the Lord a hand praise God then grab your seat Turn to the person next to you and tell them you sung amazing. Last week we began at the Bergen Pack on Easter Sunday a new series in our church called The Wonder of the King. And I asked this question, how did doubting, deserting and denying men Running for their lives when their Lord is arrested, killed before their eyes. How did these same men go and change the known world? You and I are here today in what you would call all over the world. You can go to a church anywhere in any nation and find at least a basement of Christians gathering. And you can find people in large spaces and little places in every different language and tribe. You can find people who will worship Jesus Because of 12 men who were scared, denying, doubting. How? They ran into the wonder of the king, didn't they? They they ran into the resurrected Christ. And they didn't just stay there in theory. They received and were filled and were endowed with power from on high. And they actually changed the world. And that's actually what God has called you and me to do. Can I get a good amen? Amen. Many years ago, I was holding uh, one of my daughters. Um, I do remember the one, but it doesn't matter who. I was holding one of my daughters. She was probably three months old at the time, and I was putting her to sleep. And I remember feeling the strong emotion of deep love that I honestly had for my daughter. I remember thinking to myself, like, man, I love, like, I love my daughter. And it dawned on me in that moment, I had this thought, like, God loves me more than I love my daughter right now, which I remember kind of going like, God, are you sure? (laughs) Like, are you sure you love me more than this? Because I got this deep love. I'm talking deep, deep down in my soul. You know what I'm saying? How many parents know what I'm talking about? Right? You hold, like, like you mess with my kids, I'll kill you. I Don't do it with a smile on my face, if you know what I mean. Uh, right? I mean, and, and I remember thinking to myself like, man, look God, the Father loves me more than that. It is an incredible, incredible love. Out of all the things we do As Christians, it should be motivated by love. But sometimes it's motivated by guilt, isn't it? Romans chapter 8, Paul speaks of this great love. He says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect or chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God and is also making intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he goes on with his famous text. He says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, he says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Someone say, more than. Through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. True worship to God flows out of an understanding that He deeply, deeply, deeply loves you, doesn't it? I hope you serve in this church not because it's your Christian duty, but it is actually out of your love. I pray you give out of this church, not because you uh, have to, but because you get to, because it is out of a love for God that you do what you do. I pray we build strong marriages out of a love for God. I pray we build strong children out of a love for God. I pray we build disciples out of a love for God. I pray we grow the church out of a love for God. I like to remind people sometimes that you don't have to serve Jesus. You don't have to give, you don't have to pray, you get to though. I don't have to be a preacher, I get to be a preacher. You don't have to serve in church, be like, I did Jesus a favor. No, you get to, because of his great love. You don't, ah, do you have to give in that church? No, you can come to church for the rest of your life and never give a dollar. But do understand the reason you're here is because someone else loves God. Does that make sense? I believe this, the deeper the revelation of the love of God, these actions, the actions of a Christian, the the time when we spend time with Jesus, the time when we say no to sin, the the times that we're being lured by something, but we're like, no, no, I can't, because the Father, His love is too deep. These actions become, become something I get to do, not have to do. Now watch this now, it is our privilege, and it is our reasonable worship. One of the moments that gives us insight into this is John chapter 19, 20 and 21. Let me give you kind of the backstory. We talked a little bit about it last week. Jesus has told the disciples as he's eating with them, he said, all of you will deny me. They're like, no, we won't. We will die for you. And then Peter's like, if everyone else denies you, I'm way better than them, Lord. Hashtag humble. Um, just like hashtag best one you know I'm I'm the leader okay all these other cowards uh I'm the guy Navy SEAL people well anyway Jesus gets arrested and he kind of goes a little crazy cuts a dude's ear off Jesus heals it and then all of a sudden he realizes it's going to go different and everyone deserts but John and Peter they kind of hang a little bit closer and as they get close on the night he is being tried and arrested a young girl comes up to him and, and around the campfire it must have been a, a cold night and they're like hey weren't you with Jesus he's like "Nah, I don't, I don't know Jesus and and uh, later another guy comes up to say, hey weren't you with Jesus your accent from Galilee gives you way he's like no nah, bro you must have me con- you know confused with maybe my cousin or my uncle or something like that and then third time Someone else says, don't you know Jesus? He says, calls down curses and says, no, I don't know him. There's this interesting moment in the Gospel of Luke that Luke records this, which the other writers don't. It says, the moment the rooster crowed, he remembers. But what's interesting is Jesus looks at him. And there is this moment of just eye to eye, heart to heart, and Jesus sees the one who is denying him and the Bible says, he runs away and he weeps bitterly. Can you imagine being Peter? Jesus has already warned you you're going to deny me, pray that you don't fall into temptation and when it counts the most as a man you fail the most when you when it counts when your manhood is meant to be strong and courageous, you fail yourself and I began to imagine the, the deep regret that Really, Peter had, he, he goes away and he's feeling like a betrayer, like a, a coward. And I'm assuming that the next two and a half days, three days of his life are the hardest time of his life. He feels terrible and then Jesus on Sunday morning rises from the dead and Mary Magdalene and the girls are going to the tomb and they're not expecting him risen from the dead, but the stone is rolled away and they see angels and and then they go and tell the disciples, they're like, Jesus risen from the dead and the disciples don't believe, but Peter and, and John, they run to the tomb and Jesus later appears to some guys on the road to Emmaus, he shows up when they're having dinner another time, just like, hey, I'm here. It's like, how'd you get in here? I'm Jesus. I do what I want, when I want. He appears to them a couple of different moments. But then he appears to them on this night in John chapter 21. So they went out, verse 3 says, and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. And early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, Haven't you any fish? No, they answered. Verse six, he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and jumped in the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the full net. Of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. And then you and I get to see this interesting discussion that Peter and Jesus have. They have breakfast and they eat, and then after their breakfast, Jesus asked Peter a question. And he says, Simon, son of John, verse 15, do you love me? More than these. And he actually asked him three times. I won't go into it just because of time, but he asked him three times, Do you love me? What I find insightful and I think instructive for us that can teach us some lessons, Peter never asked Jesus, Do you love me? Jesus' love was never in question. Peter is the one who betrayed him. He's the one who left. Like, wouldn't you walk up to Jesus and be like, hey, are we good? I'd kind of go to Jesus, do you love me? But what I find so interesting and insightful is Peter still even then never questions Jesus' love. Because he is love. He didn't treat him like another man would treat him. Have you ever been betrayed before? You're like, I used to love you. (laughs) We used to be friends. I, I used to. If you're a king, the guy who betrays you, he's dead. Go to prison. And this is where Christ is unlike any other king. He asked Peter, do you love me? And what's so interesting is his love is unquestionable. Why? Because his love is steadfast. Because he modeled love, taught love. Even when he died, love oozed from him. Jesus was love. His life and his teachings, his miracles, his death and life in resurrection was love. Why does it matter that God loves you? Why are these not empty words? You go to church all your life, like God loves you. And isn't it interesting that sometimes that simple phrase, it's almost like it falls on deaf ears or maybe hard hearts. Uh, They're kind of like, you're literally like the God who made the galaxies also intricately designed you with your personality and your giftings. And he was willing to die for you. And sometimes people are like, oh, that's nice. And he invited you into a perfect place where there'll be eternal party no pain no sorrow and you'll be a baller for the rest of your life that's heaven when you're walking on streets of gold I mean know you got it going on like there is no place like heaven but people are like ah I remember hearing some guys say years ago I'm gonna go to hell because all my friends are going there well I wouldn't do that if I were you But if the one who created galaxies, who has infinite value and infinite power, took the time to make you and give you gifts and personality and placed you in a family and invites you to spend eternity with him, then the very possibility of this should cause in us a great longing and desire to find out if that's true. And when we find it, walk in the light of it. But doesn't sometimes our brokenness... Is revealed in that simple invitation, they were like, nah, I'd rather go to spring break and party. C.S. Lewis writes this He says, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, he says, but too weak. We are half hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea, we are far too easily pleased. I was at the beach just this week actually and my kids were playing in the sand and can you imagine that, that I invited them to one of the magnificent houses on the Jersey Shore right on the beach, but they're like, nah, dad, I'll just stay here. But I know in five hours the sea's gonna come in and wash away their little thing that they made. And what is God inviting you to? That he knows months if not years from now What you are building, if you are building it outside of him, will actually be washed away in the sea. But he is inviting you to an eternal habitation that is perfect and makes Bill Gates look like he's a beggar on the streets. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'll be rich in heaven. Because we're all rich in heaven. Amen. The one who received that great love, Peter, later says this in First Peter chapter 4. He says, above all, he then says, love each other deeply. And then he says this, because love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Forget cancel culture. Love forgives. I left that church because someone hurt me, love forgives. I don't talk to that person because love forgives. I'm not saying there's not boundaries. I'm not saying there's not like, hey, I don't know if we can trust each other anymore and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that, but love forgives. Love doesn't just keep on repeating the past and repeating the past like a broken record. Love forgives. It's what it does. Listen to Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17. Let me tell you, for a moment about the steadfast love of God he says this he abounds in steadfast love someone say steadfast Steadfast. the psalmist says this in Psalm 36 how precious is your steadfast love O God the children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings Psalm 51 verse 1 have mercy on me David says according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions Psalm 52 verse 8, but I am like an olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the what? The steadfast love of God forever and ever. Let me give you a quick definition of that. It is marked by firm determination or resolution, not shakable. It is firm, steady, unbendable, unfaltering. It is unshakable. It is unwavering. I went on a roller coaster last night with my son the love of God is not up and down the love of God doesn't leave you dizzy the love of God doesn't make you feel good and then later feel like throwing up the love of God is steadfast someone say I am loved let me break down Romans chapter 8 in this text for a moment He says this in Romans 8.31, he says, what shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Let me give you a couple of statements that I think the love of God does in your soul. The love of the King gives me confidence against opposition. There are spirits that oppose the Christian. There are sometimes ideologies and people that oppose the Christian and especially the Christian church. But it is the love of God that gives you confidence against opposition. The Bible goes on to say that he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Here's what I take from that text. The love of the king gives me confidence that God will bless me. How many believe that? He was, he, Paul had gone through all kinds of trouble but he was confident to tell the Christians God will freely give us all things. Why does he say that? Because he says, he who did not spare his own son. How many know you've got to love someone to make your son the substitute to pay the price? Let me tell you. If it's you or my son, you will beat. <laughs> who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. The love of the king gives me confidence to stand before him justified and righteous. Can I get a good amen? The, the love of the king gives me confidence to stand before him justified and righteous. I love this one. The love of the king is praying for me. He says, I'm interceding for you. How we need that? The love of the king means troubles are temporary, but his love is eternal. This is so important. Life is not all flowers and Skittles and pancakes and nice steak and beautiful ocean views, is it? No, love has trouble. And I, I could get up almost every single person up here and tell us your hardest day. And all of a sudden, there'd probably be no dry eye in this room. But here's what's interesting. The apostles knew the love of God actually was beyond their circumstance. It was beyond their, did life go well this week? Well, God must love me. If life goes bad this last week, well, God mustn't love me any mu- uh, very much. No, God sees eternally. God sees past your faults and your failures, but God sees past your trials. Be afraid of a, a faith that, that allows no trials. The scripture is very clear. We live in a broken world. The first family in, in the literal creation of mankind, one brother killed another brother. And you might say, well, where was God? God was there trying to stop it. Are you hearing me? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let me close this. Can I have the keyboard person to come up? But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. How many get encouraged by that verse? What no eye has seen, you haven't even imagined, you haven't, you have, if you thought on heaven for, for months and months, you're like, ah, oh, pastor, I, I, I picture it. No, it's way better. Your favorite vacation destination spot doesn't touch heaven one ounce. How can I grow this week in the wonder of the love of the King? Let me say this to you. Believe that the cross was for you. Personally. Believe that the cross was for you. His blood was for you. His grace for you. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said. He says, he died not for men, but for each man. If each man had been the only man made, he would have done no less. How many are getting encouraged by that? He died not for men, but each man. If each man had been the only man made, he would have done no less. Let me pray. Holy Spirit I welcome you right now eyes closed those in the overflow all across this place let the presence of God come in this place right now Lord I know that there are people here that they know your love but some of them have a hard time believing it or receiving it because what has happened to them in their life but I pray Holy Spirit right now that you would anoint your people, their minds, their hearts, their memories, their imaginations. God, I thank you that you love us more than we know. I pray that that love would become more real to us, help us walk in the light of it, but more than anything else, help it not become a a dam, but a, a river that flows in us, but out of us. God, in this place, heal hearts, heal minds, heal offenses, heal things that that no one else can touch, Father. Spirit of the living God, I pray that you would move, Lord, in this place in a real way right now. Lord, you said in your word in Psalm 23, you restore our soul. You said in your word in Isaiah 61 that you heal the brokenhearted. You said in your word that you replace heaviness for joy. A garment of praise instead of a broken spirit. So I ask over your people now that the life of heaven would touch them where they might need it. I pray that the love in this church would increase in our kids' rooms, in marriages, in homes, in businesses, across our transformed groups. Lord, in every moment, Let your love increase. I pray for one dealing with offense right now, unforgiveness issues. Give them today their daily bread. Grace them, I pray, with the tenacity and ability to just let things go. I pray the love of God would heal false identities in this place where people are putting on a mask or have taken on things that are not their true identity, I pray the love of God would heal some things of the soul that only Jesus can heal. In the name of Jesus, heal that one. Heal it. Speak to them. Let today be a new day for them. Let today be a new day for them. Heal, I pray. Heal, I pray. That specific thing. Heal, I pray marriage wound in this place. Heal that, I pray. Heal, I pray. don't you pray this simple prayer, say, dear Jesus, heal me with your love where I need to be healed. Help me become a person who gives out love help me forgive help me bless in Jesus name with eyes closed all across this place maybe you're here today and you don't know if you know Christ he looked at Peter and there was nothing but love Peter and Peter had denied him and betrayed him and disowned him and deserted him at his worst moments but Jesus restores Peter to become a, a fisher of men but a shepherd of souls it is the grace of God maybe you hear it today and you don't know Christ you don't know if you're a Christian don't know if you're a child of God I want to tell you today that God loves you God made you he has a plan for you he has a purpose for your life and his love is to pour out into your soul through the cross it is through the cross and believing in the cross that that love is available so all across this place with eyes closed just a moment of prayer maybe you're here today and you grew up in church and you've ran away from it for years and years and you're back today you probably Never thought you'd walk in church again, but you are back. And I believe that His love is touching some people right now. Maybe you're here in this place, man or woman, it doesn't matter what age or stage of life you are. And you're not sure if you know Christ. You want to turn to Him today and receive His love. We're going to pray a prayer in a moment and that prayer can connect you through faith. To the amazing, radical, steadfast love of God. It's all across this place. If you want to do that today, I'm going to ask our whole church family to say this prayer with me, but if you specifically, you know you're not right with God, you want to pray that today. Come on, let's pray together. Confess out loud. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for your great love. Today, I turn to you. I trust in you. And I ask you, forgive my sin. Come into my life. Be my king. Be my savior. Be my friend. Help me walk with you from this day on. Help me walk in the depth of your love. Fill me with your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Help me know you more with eyes closed all across this place there are those of you that meant business with God you're like Pastor Anthony I, I felt so far away but I prayed that prayer I meant business with God I'm going to ask you to quickly raise your hand and raise it up high all across this place if you're in the overflow today thank you sir thank you sir thank you ma'am thank you sir all across this place if you meant business with God if you know today you feel like you're coming back to God or receiving Him for the very first time raise your hand just high enough and long enough for me to see it quickly, quickly, quickly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You can put your hand down. Father, I thank you for every hand, every heart, every life deciding to choose to follow you, to receive your love. Pour out your spirit, I pray, in rich, rich ways. Help it affect families and marriages and homes. Let the earthquake effect of your love Touch people in faraway places. I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, in church, I've said, come on, did you receive God's word today? Come on.